Hi, and welcome back to Conversations with Chrissy. Really excited today to have Chris McDonald, the Executive Director of the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council in Maryland with the State Police. Thanks for yep. being with, with me, well, Chris. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, so. just give me a little bit about your experience and something about the council. I'm not sure a lot of people are really aware of what it is, what its role is. Share a little bit about that. So for me, so I've been in the, the position with um, Maryland State Police Vehicle Theft Prevention Council since 2012. Prior to that, I had 25 years with the Baltimore County Police Department and my last 17 years were they're assigned to, to RAT, which is the regional auto theft team. And, and that's a multi-jurisdictional task force that is made up of Baltimore County Police, Baltimore City Police Department, Maryland State Police, and Anne Arundel County Police, and it's um, you know in the process of getting expanded to Maryland Transportation Authority Police. So That's it's um, thank you for your service. Our, That's yep, wonderful. Thank you. It's one of our main grantees that the Vehicle Theft Prevention Council provides funding for. Great. Well, talk a little bit about the Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. What they do? What's the mission? So the Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. It was um, legislatively you know put together in 1994, and um, the main reason was you know, the, the funding or the, the, the vehicle thefts in Maryland and across the country, across the country, two million mm -hmm. stolen vehicles. And within the um, state of Maryland, we were almost 40,000. Mm -hmm. And with half of that being in the Baltimore County, Baltimore City region. So um, Regional Auto Theft Team was the first, first grantee. And um, that's made up of you know, Baltimore County Police, Baltimore City Police, Anne Arundel County Police, uh, Maryland State Police, and then expanding to now the Maryland Transportation Authority Police. So it's a uh, you know it's a very you know involved unit, and and they really do a great job. Um, we also have twenty grantees, you know, them being one of them that we provide funding for, and the funding is broken down with between law enforcement, prosecution, and. Um, juvenile programs, public awareness and education. Mm -hmm. And you know, with um, you know, Motor Vehicle Administration being a grantee. Yeah, so proud of that. Yep, so I'm um, proud of that and, 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 and a long time grantee. Mm -hmm. So since, um, since the inception of the, of the council when, when the grants were expanded. And also um, the Vehicle Theft French is 13, you know, 13 members and it's they're all appointed by by the governor and then my role is the executive director's day-to-day -day operations and it's just it's you know managing the grants working with uh, you know our our grantees and coming together and addressing the needs that the state um, has in in combating you know vehicle theft and vehicle crimes that's great. I mean, it's so, one of those tough issues that you can't solve alone. And so exactly. those partnerships are so important. That and that's mentioned. it. And that's it's all about the partnerships, yeah. you know, so. You mentioned when it started, what the rates were in terms of vehicle hmm. theft. Uh, interested to hear what it looks like today, how that's evolved over time. So the, the theft rates, we were doing very well in the state of Maryland up till through you know, the middle of July, August of 2022. And that's when we saw the, the spike with uh, the Kia Hyundais as a result from the TikTok challenge. And what that was is these individuals um, put together a video on how to steal the Kia Hyundais. 
and um, put it out. It's a playbook, over, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, and yeah. that's it. It's, it's their playbook. And it just went, it went viral across, you know, not just, you know, where, where it was put together in, in Minneapolis, but it, it spread out through the whole country. So Maryland is not the only one seeing the increase. We've seen the increase of vehicle theft across the entire entire country as a result of this. Okay. And we knew that eventually it was going to come to us. And it's it's almost one of those things where, you know, on the vehicle theft for that council, I always say, lock your car, take your keys, hide your valuables, use anti-theft device. And we continue to push that. That's all we could have done at that time. And realizing if you had a Kia Hyundai, take those extra steps, okay. you know, and, and the steering wheel lock was hard to get because mm-hmm. the company that was manufacturing that was about ready to go out of business. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we have that. So now we we want them to, you know, we, folks to use a steering wheel lock device and make sure that if your vehicle um, is a key, if you have a push button start, mm-hmm. you're good. You have an immobilizer. If you have a key, you need to go to the, to the website, Hyundai's website, Kia's website, put your VIN number in there, your vehicle identification number, and it'll tell you whether or not you need that upgrade or not. And contact your your local dealer to get that taken care of. That's great so. advice. I know we sent emails to all the owners statewide of Hondas and Kias yes. just to try to get their attention. Yes. I know certainly and the manufacturers. And that's gotten a and, lot of traction and a, and a lot of questions okay. and, and things like that, which is, which is good. But so. I know the advice has been, and I think that's what you're referencing, make sure you still have that visible uh, yeah. locking device on your vehicle because you know, folks are going and wanting to break into one of those two vehicles, thinking they're going to yeah. be able to get in. That visual deterrent is still really helpful, even if you have the download. Absolutely, because preliminarily we're seeing the numbers that are coming in through the grantees that our attempts are going up. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is that the, the our, our citizens are getting that upgrade, and there's stickers that that Kia or Hyundai will mm-hmm. put on the window, but at three o'clock in the morning as they're throwing a rock through, they're not looking for that. So they're going in there, they're causing all the destruction, Mm -hmm. but they just can't steal the car. So if you use that steering wheel lock, it's visible, right? Someone's gonna see that. And uh, so I still, you know, urge everybody to continue to do that. Double protection is always better. Exactly. Talk a little bit about where are we seeing the rise? Certainly um, we hear about it in different locations in the state. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing that and seeing it more in certain locations? So it's it's still where we always saw vehicle theft. It's up that 95 corridor. Mm -hmm. So in Maryland, 92, 93% of your vehicle theft occurred up to 95, that Baltimore, Washington area. Mm -hmm. So our biggest increases that, that we're seeing today are in Baltimore City, Baltimore County, Prince George's County, Montgomery County. Okay. And you know Howard County has seen uh, an increase in Anne Arundel, which follows that same that corridor. Same corridor. So we have seen some of the, the Western counties, uh, Frederick County has seen a, mm-hmm. a little bit of an increase, Washington County has seen a little bit of an increase, but the majority has been um, that 95 corridor where we've seen that that increase. So, so it sounds like regardless of where yeah. you live, you should follow these good oh, uh, safety no advice. Matter, but people travel, we travel around the state, mm-hmm. make sure that you, you use those, those layers of protection and, and get a steering wheel lock. And, and if you have one of those cars that um, are effective, make sure you continue to use that. Great advice. Um, so we talk a lot about 
the actual theft of the vehicle, but what happens afterwards? After that vehicle is stolen, obviously I'm sure there's different scenarios you see, but I'm wondering what is the motivation? What happens after that? So we, I put it into two categories, professional theft, mm -hmm. non-professional theft. So non-professional theft is stealing the car for a joyride. You hear the joyride, that's your low hanging fruit. They're the ones that are the, the, the non-professional thieves are going out, stealing a car, doing a joyride and maybe do some other crimes in them, they may go, um, but the car's most likely getting recovered. You hear a lot about crime so. with young people, maybe that's you know younger kids seeing the, the yes. video, yep. wanting to, not understanding really the impact that they're having. Well, Probably exactly, that and, and it's, you know, they're the ones that are so-called dangerous, right? Because mm -hmm. they don't have driver's license, mm -hmm. they're out there, the police are, are seeing them, whether they're running from the police at high mm -hmm. speed, and it becomes a you know highway safety issue. Sure. And and I mean, obviously we don't, we're, don't want that. Don't want that happening. We want to limit the, you know, and eventually, you know, it's zero deaths, right? That's right. So eliminate our, you know, those crashes. And we have and, seen some, unfortunately, with yes. stolen vehicles with tragic consequences. So exactly. And then we get into professional theft. Mm -hmm. So in the professional theft, the, most likely that car is not recovered. Right. And when I say professional theft, you're getting into changing your vehicle identification numbers, mm -hmm. putting vehicles in a container or just a roll on roll off ship and shipping them overseas. Mm -hmm. um, insurance fraud, mm -hmm. title fraud, vehicle mm -hmm. finance fraud. Yeah. These are all the you know crimes that fall under not, and I like I like using the term more not just vehicle theft but vehicle crimes. Mm -hmm. You know, carjacking falls into that because mm -hmm. it's ultimately you want the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So for many years we you know we and we say in the, for law enforcement make cars harder to steal. Mm -hmm. Well, now you need to have the keys for a lot of right. cars or the key fobs, and they're you know stealing the cars and especially when you're into your high-end cars where there's a demand for those overseas and mm -hmm. they're carjacking those or stealing them and putting them in a container and shipping them. And we're close to the overseas. port, obviously, yes. which so, creates challenges there. And there's been some you know, cases across the state that, and that we've had those that happen. And, and it's not just, you know, here, we'll, you know, thieves will port shop, mm -hmm. right? You'll look around at what, where, where do they have the contacts or where is it easier for them to to ship cars and, and get them out of out of state. So, um, you know, I, I I tell folks that you know my concern is with the Kia Hyundai. That's all non-professional. We still have the professional theft going on. Right. The the problem being is all our resources are going towards mm. the non-professional, mm -hmm. and it's taken away from that professional organized group. That um, you know, are they're still out there, and those crimes are still mm -hmm. being being. Um, you know, happening and, and right. so. You so mentioned just, carjacking, maybe we could talk about that for sure. a minute because it is such a concern, right? Mm -hmm. People are out shopping, they may be yep. a little distracted, not paying as much of attention. Um, you know, in that case, they might still just want the vehicle, but the person, yes. the owner might be in the way of that, right? And yes. get injured as a result of it. Any advice there? I know that's so a fear for people. I tell folks, you know, in law enforcement, head on a swivel, right? Mm -hmm. You know, situation awareness, know your surroundings always look at what's going on. I mean, so many people are distracted. They're mm -hmm. looking at their phones as they're going in there or they're shuffling to get their keys out or yeah. just be prepared. And if something doesn't feel right, you know, don't trust go. Trust your instincts, exactly. right? Trust your instincts. Like if the little hairs in the back of your yeah. neck are, are popping up, then, you something's know, something's probably not wrong. right. So just, yeah. you know, always just be aware of what, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't, 
don't make yourself a victim, mm-hmm. right, is what, is what we try to do. So just be aware of, of what's going. And it's, you know, carjacking, it's, it's very dangerous. It's a and scary it's, situation. It's a yeah. very scary situation. A lot of these, these, these folks that are committing that, they're, they're having guns mm-hmm. and, and, and you just want to make sure that, you know, you're aware of what's going on and things like that. So. Well, good advice, because I know we all yep. find ourselves distracted, especially yes, this time do. of year. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, are there vehicles, I know we've talked about Honda and Kia, the specific issue, but are there other vehicles that tend to be targeted more frequently, either because they're sought after on the market or for other reasons? You know, any, you know, any vehicle that someone can make some money on, mm-hmm. you know, the, we still see a lot of the, the Dodge products, Toyota Camrys, and a lot of those are just so many of them. Right. They're a popular car and, and things like that. So, but yeah, pretty much, you know, the Kia Hyundais, if we look at the, you know, the top 10 for 23, it's going to probably be quite a few of them will be the Kia Hyundais. That makes sense. Uh, Hopefully going forward, we'll move past that, but it certainly makes sense. And it will, you know, we didn't, we didn't solve the problem back in, in 1994, 95, Mm -hmm. right away. It Mm -hmm. took, you know, collaboration and partnerships and everybody being on board to, to combat that. And it took, you know, it took some time to Mm -hmm. get those thefts down. And, and really it's, the big thing is relying on the public. Right. You know, it's just so many things that, you know, our citizens can do with, you know, just locking your, like I always go back, locking your car, taking your keys, hide your valuables, use anti-theft device. And There's whether, things we all know, but we forget know, about, just, right? Yes, and, and I think, you know, when our theft rate was down so low, it's just, um, you know, you we go about our business. Mm-hmm. But now with our, our thefts are, are back up is to just be aware and, and try to, you know, follow those those four simple rules, as I say. And it's cold this so, time of year, so people yes. might start their vehicles, yep. and we know you have some good advice there too, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, especially with newer cars, how long does it take a newer car to heat up? Right. Not very long. It's not like the days where, you know, I've grown up, my dad said, go start the car, you had to run for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. because we, we freeze. But, you know, cars today, they, it doesn't take long to. Yeah, it's not worth the time, not, right? No, it's not. So talk about what happens if your car is stolen. Unfortunately, you find yourself in that situation. You're probably a bit panicked, not sure what to yeah. do. Walk the consumer through that. What is the best course of action to take? So the first thing is call, call the police, call 911. I mean, that would be, that's the first course mm-hmm. of action. And if you have any suspect information or mm-hmm. anything that, you know, the the um, 911 operator is going to ask you, do, do you know who, do you know who took it? No, I've mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I parked the car at 10 o'clock last night and then I come out to go to work at six in the morning and it's gone. Right. And then you, and you, so call in, call 911, get the officer, the officer will take a report. And then um, once, you know, you get to report the insurance company, sure. just making sure you reach out and, and contact your insurance company and um, let them know. So you can start that start that process. Well, good advice. Hopefully we don't find ourselves in that situation, yes. but good to know if well, if so. Um, can you talk about, you know, other safeguards that we should think about in terms of our vehicles and, you know, leaving keys and automobiles? We talked a little bit about yeah. being cold, but valuables in cars. What are things that make cars more attractive um, if somebody is looking to steal vehicles? They're in a parking lot and what makes them yeah. zero in on a car? Well, especially this time of year, right? People are shopping and your mm-hmm. and your gifts and, and they'll, they'll buy some gifts, go back and put them in the car. It's just hiding those valuables, mm-hmm. making sure nothing is out. They'll, 
they'll the thieves will look in there even if it's loose change mm -hmm. or any any type anything that they can get into that mm -hmm. will keep us so I know it's it's hard sometimes and you know everybody's busy and you want to you know leave a jacket or you want to leave a briefcase or you want to leave golf clubs or mm -hmm. any other things in your in your car it's just those are those are attractors to the thieves sure. on, on what do is so it's just uh, making sure that you don't keep anything of value mm -hmm. in the car. So. And those uh, alarm systems, anti-theft systems, they're all important, I guess, as you're looking yeah. at features so in a car too, right, that, as you're purchasing yeah, it. Exactly, so the, the newer cars with, you know, the immobilizers on them with, you know, push button starts and mm -hmm. things like that, um, don't, leave your, don't leave your key fobs in there. Yeah. And also check, you know, some of the cars, some of the manufacturers are doing a valet mm -hmm. fob or valet key, check your owner's manual making sure that there's not another key fob in mm -hmm. there. Cause you know, a thief may break into your car just wanting to steal something. And then okay. they're like, well, oh, hit the button. They're like, oh, it started. Mm -hmm. So now I got a bonus, right? I only mm -hmm. wanted to steal some things out of it. Now I got the car. Cause then there's a, a fob somewhere mm -hmm. in that car that somebody left, whether they knew they left it or it was left in the glove box or in mm -hmm. the owner's. Yeah, oh, good advice. Is, so. so yeah, that service key could be in there and yes, you don't exactly. even realize it. That's a good point. So even if you're not a victim of auto theft, um, there's impact on everybody in society, right, from these crimes. And you can talk a little bit about that and the consequences. Well, we talked about the highway safety issue, yeah. right? You have you know, somebody steals a car and is going down the road 100 miles an hour, mm -hmm. and we're not looking for you know, innocent people to be hit. So. Right. Those are all things that, you know, if you prevent that, that's, you know, we're, we're taking that out of mm -hmm. it. Um, and insurance, I insurance, guess this is all baked you know, into as you, insurance As you costs? look at our insurance rates will go up mm -hmm. and it's not just because, okay, I live, you know, in a Western part of the state or place where auto thefts, not, you know, a big concern, but why are my rates going up? Well, mm -hmm. everyone's rates are going to go up in the insurance company because based on, you know, where you're at and, and so it does get passed on to the consumer. I mean, mm -hmm. if the, if, insurance companies paying out all these claims, they're gonna to have to recoup their money somehow and make sure that they're, you know, meeting their their budgets and things like that. So it does have a role on on um, you know, everybody, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're been a victim or not. And the automotive industry, the repairs and all yep. the things so, that are kind of downstream from that. Well issue. exactly. So if a if a car's stolen and stored in a yard, there's fees that are accumulated mm -hmm. that the insurance company has to has to pay. And those are all those are all fees that are going to eventually be passed on to to anybody who you know has car insurance. Oh, great. Well, I know you mentioned at the beginning grant funding and how that mm -hmm. funding is given to many of the partner organizations. As I said, we're proud to be a grantee at MBA yes. and going to talk about some of the specific good things that your grant funding is used to do. Anything else that you want to share with us? No, just thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your partnership and for your time on on the council. As, yeah. as a member and, and um, your support. And, and like I said earlier, it, it is a partnership and it is you know, a collaborative effort for us to, to reduce vehicle theft and, and its related crimes. Well, glad to be part of it. And there's messages, the important messages we all know about locking your car, putting your valuables away, good mm -hmm. reminders for everybody to keep us safe and keep our vehicles safe. Yes. Thank you so yep. much, Chris. Appreciate no. you being here. Thank you. So for our next guest today, we're excited to have Bill Banahan from MBA's Investigation Division. Great to see you, Bill. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Glad so I here. think before we get started, let's talk a little bit about what is MBA's Investigation Division. You know, the general public might not even recognize that that exists and the great okay. function that you do. Sure, great question. The, um, 
the, the investigation division, we have about 40 investigators split down into about six different squads. Mm -hmm. uh, each squad responsible for something a little bit different, um, managed under a chief. And then we have a manager and then a director of uh, security and investigations. That's great. And important work that you do to keep Marylanders safe, whether it's identity theft or vehicle theft issues that we were talking about with Chris earlier. And um, you obviously have one of those grants that he referenced in terms of combating vehicle theft. Yeah. When I retired from uh, the police department, I, I came here under a grant. Uh, the MVA to continue what we were doing at the uh, Regional Auto Theft Task Force with fraudulent documents. And it was funded for, uh, I think about two years before uh, we uh, went from contractual to PIN um, under the grant from the Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. And talk a little bit about what you do in terms of, you know, really trying to prevent that theft. Obviously, um, Chris and, and law enforcement focus on it from the actual crime perspective. At MVA, what we're focused on is that titling and registration, because then you're taking ownership, which obviously there could be a victim involved in that as well. Yeah, what, what happened was back in, in 2010, one of your managers, uh, Paul Taylor at the time, uh, identified that there was an issue at one of the branches and we got involved at that point and then realized that there were fraudulent documents that these criminal enterprises or bad actors, if you will, would were uh, manufacturing you know, and manipulating to title stolen vehicles to get by and then obviously sell them you know to the consumers mm -hmm. uh, so in my role as as coming here was basically to identify uh, those suspected stolen vehicles whether they were fictitiously vend or under cloning uh, with fraudulent documents in order to try and recover those and get those back to the rightful owner and then thereby delete those false records in uh, the systems. So Vin, that's your vehicle identification number. So it's kind of like a, a, a unique number for each vehicle, right? And so okay. that's why that's so important. What is cloning? Talk about that for the average Marylander. Cloning is, is uh, when, uh, you know, in, in a criminal enterprise, uh, the, the thief would steal a car and then they would, I look for a similar vehicle, hmm. uh, either online or in a parking lot they would get the legitimate VIN off of that vehicle and then go back with the stolen vehicle and then re-tag it, what we would call is they would make up a VIN plate that was false with the cloned VIN that what they found in the parking lot or online and then put that on the stolen vehicle and then replace those other VIN labels with that same VIN mm -hmm. and then thereby use fraudulent documents at that point to get an ownership document or sell it with a fraudulent document to a consumer, mm -hmm. thereby you know you know making it full circle for their their money as they got the stolen vehicle and got all the money from that, and then some usually an unsuspecting customer was stuck with a vehicle that we would later identify as being cloned. So you have so two victims then, right? The original victim that had the car correct. stolen, but then also the individual that purchased the vehicle in good faith. Correct. And really that stolen. person usually is the one who suffers the biggest loss. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about what you do on a daily basis. How do you look for issues, whether it's electronically or, um, you know, on the actual title documents that we still use as those secure documents mm -hmm. that are a sign of ownership? Yeah, we, uh, uh, we would get the actual transaction, the actual original titles uh, at times, and we would review those um, over these decade or more that I've done it, you know, it's been millions of titles that we've mm -hmm. looked at. 
and you identify those either that they've been altered, you can see the alteration on it, or that it's a fictitious or a fake title completely. And then you would open up the investigation on that end of it. Okay. Uh, the opposite way is we also get electronically a, um, uh, a VITAS hold report weekly from uh, Office of uh, Information Technology here. And I review those as many as I can to go through and see if we can identify those with anomalies that wouldn't match the title state that was used in the transaction or, or that it's a completely fictitious VIN, and then we would go from there. So that NVIDIA's, that's a National Motor Vehicle Titling and Information System, right? Um, and so it's a system that all state motor vehicle agencies use, yes. and it allows vehicles to move to one state to another and ensure the rightful owner is uh, transferred, and also brands, right? If it's Correct. been in a flood or salvage, you want to make sure the owner's aware of that. Right, and we look to make sure that they match. And if they don't mm -hmm. match, then obviously there's there's an anomaly there for us to look into, and it could be that this isn't updated, but most of the time we find that, you know, if it doesn't match, there is definitely an anomaly there that makes us look into it earlier to see a suspected stolen or a cloned vehicle. Well, that sounds like a great tool to identify these stolen it vehicles. Is. It's, a, it's a great tool, you know, it allows us to do it. We do find that sometimes with the criminal enterprises, they have a way of evolving mm -hmm. and, and utilizing and getting a hold of some of that information. Mm -hmm. But you know, at the same time, it is the best tool that's out there to, to make it work for us. Well, we appreciate you're there co counteracting it along with the teams of folks Thank at work. Um, I've heard that the teams have actually uh, identified 50 stolen vehicles this year. That's really yeah, impressive. Yeah, there's a, a few of us that are, that are doing it now. Um, and we've identified a little over 50 mm -hmm. uh, so far this year that are suspected. And as Chris had mentioned, they, you know, we do have a big partnership with our task forces. Mm -hmm. We work closely with, with the two task forces, the uh, WAVE Task Force, the Washington Area Vehicle Enforcement uh, Task Force down in D.C., and the RAT Task Force here in Baltimore, as well as ASED. Mm -hmm. uh, we rely a lot on, on those as well. And then because of our organizational contacts over the years across the country, we use mm -hmm. a lot of the International Association of Auto Theft Investigator contacts mm -hmm that we get some of these cloned vehicle complaints or even our vehicles that are cloned end up in other states that are stolen. Mm -hmm. So we have good contacts to work that partnership in order to identify those cars. Yeah, those jurisdictional lines don't really mean anything when it comes to these kind they of don't. issues. Well, east so. coast, east and west, we don't go too far east at this point because it's not that much. But yeah, west right. coast, it goes all over the place now. So I know you're very humble, so you probably wouldn't say this, but I understand 16 of those were vehicles that you actually personally identified. So thank you for that good work because they're not just vehicles, they're people behind each and every one of those. Yeah, Wonder if you, you could share any stories. I'm sure you have many yeah, over sure. the years. It, one of the things with, with the cloning issue is, 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 is again, that they cross straight state lines. Mm -hmm. So uh, in, in that regards, you know, recently uh, we had uh, vehicles that you would have stolen from uh, New York, say, and they would uh, re revin those and then bring them down uh, online on like uh, one of the online ad uh, agencies that they would use that online for the internet and try and sell the car. And usually they target the unsuspecting consumer who's going to get a, you know, 21, 20, 22 vehicle for far below market value. And then they would get, meet that person in a parking lot and they would sell that, that vehicle and give them a fraudulent title. Mm. Then when it would be titled here, we would catch that in our Vetus holds. And at that point, we would get involved and, and, and locate the vehicle and go to identify it. 
and then find out it's a stolen vehicle and then you know, return it back to the insurance company at that point if it's been paid out or the original owner. So you know, that's some of the things that we were doing. We did between Virginia and Maryland, we had about 35 in one, one group of criminal enterprise uh, that was really coming down and targeting off of uh, one of the online ads. And uh, you know, we eventually, through arrests that stretched from uh, north of New York all the way down to the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we were able to kind of get that end with the partnership in New York for them to identify who was actually doing the, uh, the thefts. That's great. So it sounds like some good advice in there. If the deal seems too good, it probably is. There's yeah, probably if, something if you're, it. you know, if you got to be wary, you know, yeah. just like with anything else, uh, with the online ads, you know, there's, uh, if, you, if you look on NICB.org is a website you can go on. It gives you some uh, prevention methods for cloning. It's kind of the same thing. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Mm -hmm. If you're buying a car from somebody that is using a cell phone and you're meeting them in a parking lot, right and it just seems like it's $18,000 less than what the market value would be here, you might, you know, might be a red flag and you might want to do a little more research on that vehicle before you buy it. Maybe even, you know, meet them, ask them to meet you at a police station instead, mm -hmm. because obviously if they know they're driving a stolen car, they're not going to meet you on a police station, sure. even though you're not going to go into it. They just don't want to take the chance. But you want to be wary and watch those mm -hmm. online ads for sure. Um, and, and, you know, again, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Well, that's a great point. And, you know, for some people, that vehicle is the most expensive thing they own, right? So we want to make sure that when you're doing that transaction that you're taking those precautions. Yeah, because a, a lot of folks, it's, it's their life savings. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, $18,000, they all deal in cash. Right. You might want to try just doing part cash, maybe a mm -hmm. cashier's check. I wouldn't give them a personal check. Mm -hmm. um, take a picture. Uh, you know, at the at the uh, place where you're buying it, if you're looking at it, you know, right. or before you actually buy it, take a picture. Uh, don't rely on the ID that the person's mm -hmm. going to give you, because most often they're coming down with fake IDs. Mm -hmm. You know, driver's licenses. You can get them anywhere online now, or somebody that you're part of your criminal enterprise will make them themselves. Mm -hmm. So that ID is probably going to be fake. So it's mm -hmm. probably not going to be the person. Make sure the person who you're dealing with, the name is on the title. Well. ID theft, that's a good topic for another day. So, but um, good, good, definitely good um, um, hints for customers to be able to look for. I wonder if you can talk a little bit, Chris touched on this as well. Why is it so important to stop these stolen vehicles from getting into the system, from being titling and registered? It, it really messes up the, the entire system. I mean, again, if, if it's a clone and it goes in, then that cloned vehicle is going to stop a legitimate customer in another state or our state from any title work or any activity. Mm -hmm. Because if it's cloned in, say, Arizona, and the real customer is here, the Maryland customer is going to be frozen out of the system because mm -hmm. that vehicle is going to be shown as titled out of state. Mm -hmm. So they really, it affects, and it, it's not an easy fix because now you have to work with that other state in order to get that ID or oftentimes we get the car here ID'd as the true car. And then we can work with, with some of our, you know, our folks in vehicle services uh, who help out a lot with, you know, hey, maybe we can steal that pointer if it's gonna take a long time in order to get it out because it's just an inconvenience that you, as a consumer, owning a legitimate car that you've had for 10 years, mm -hmm. you, you can't do anything with it for several months. 
Right. And and it could be um, determined or, or viewed later because we've just recently joined Embedos and so now part of that system that we're finding some of these issues and it could come as a surprise to somebody. It's very much so, especially with some of the older cars. Right. Um, because they, you know, they've been around for so long that nobody really, you know, has any knowledge and they go to renew now and, and now they're being stopped. Well, another great thing that happened with the Customer Connect IT modernization is these protections. We talk a lot about the customer service piece of it, but I don't think we probably talk enough about um, the security measures that have been put in place, including some of the things that you and your team do. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's great. It's, a, it's, it's easy to see everything. I mean, we can get all of the history and, and whatnot, so it's pretty good. We go out all the time. Uh, I think last week we were probably out on about six or seven cars just mm -hmm. to go out and ID, ID whether it's the you know a suspected car that's stolen or it's the clone. Yeah. Um, a lot of your older cars now, your 60s and 40s, I, I gotta tell you that in the last two years, I think I've become pretty good at identifying a 1934 <laughs> Ford or Model A, whatever, because you go out on a lot of these older cars that were just titled off of registration cards back I in see. the day. I see. So prior to the systems and everything we have right. in place today. Any other advice for customers? I mean, obviously stolen vehicles, but also reference a little bit what we call branded vehicles because there's been damage in the past to them. How, how do, can they look for those things? Yeah, you can look for, especially with flood vehicles. <clears throat> you know, NICB always talks about the flood vehicles. When you see a major disaster mm -hmm. in some of these Southwest states or the Southern states where these vehicles are even now, with, with the climate change in some of the northern states, mm -hmm. we get a lot of flooding. You know, those vehicles are then picked up by a lot of people, you know, at auctions and whatnot, because if the insurance company doesn't get a salvage title to it, it doesn't really show up as a salvage vehicle. So before you go and you buy something, you want to look. If it's coming from a title that just recently, the title state that has a recently has a disaster like a flood, you want to look at, at the at the vehicle. You know, you look for the rust on the on the mm -hmm. the inside of the wheel wells and on some of the things in the dashboard that wouldn't necessarily be there. You know, because they'll go and they'll clean them up, and then they're going to give you a vehicle that's worth not as much as what you're going to pay. And then, if it happens to show a brand when you go to use that title, it's going to be stopped because it's a salvage. Mm -hmm. So you want to ask a lot of questions, and you want to make sure, really, you know, you want to make sure you're buying from a, a licensed dealer. Not, you know, somebody that's on the street that you don't know because you don't have any recourse. Well, great advice. And as you said, it could be your savings, your life savings that you put together. So you want to make sure that it is legitimate and you're not running into these other issues on the back end. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I think that's pretty much about it. Well, I'd just like to thank you as well for the great work that you do here at the NBA well, and you. to really help our customers. That's what it's about at the end yeah. of the day, protecting them and um, making sure that their vehicles are safe. So thank you for your service. Really appreciate it. Also want to again thank Chris McDonald for his efforts with the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. And thank you all for joining us today. Looking forward to continuing the conversation moving forward.